Hi, everybody. This is Tracy Malone. Today, we are going to talk with the expert Annie Brown about setting boundaries. Victims of narcissistic abuse could have avoided all of the abuse had we actually set boundaries with them in the beginning. Most people say setting boundaries with the narcissist never works, right? Well, it doesn't. So how do we avoid them? We learn to set better boundaries. This is an important part of everyone's recovery that I have ever coached that I needed to learn myself. We aren't able to set boundaries with narcissists, but imagine if we could figure that out before we landed it with them, before we married them, before we dated them, before we wasted more time in our life. Boundaries are the way out of letting this happen again. It's so imperative that we learn these skills because it's self-love. It is, no, that is not okay. Uh, and and it, we have to get to a point, as Annie and I are going to discuss today, where we are willing to let people go if they don't honor our boundaries. So we're going to start by talking with Annie, and I know you guys are going to learn a lot. Her book is called Backbone Power, The Science of Saying No. It is a love of information and just so much that you're going to need to just figure out what your standards are. What have you done before? And, and what do you need to change, right? That's the key here. So without any further ado, let's welcome Annie and see what she's got to say because she is the boundary expert. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's really my honor to be here with you. I am so excited that we are going to be talking today about your amazing book, which is Backbone Power, The Science of Saying No. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself before we get started. Um, I really, I'll tell you about why I wrote the book. I was working in Aspen and I just saw a lot of addictions as one can imagine. It's a big party town. And I saw the family of uh, people who were addicted. And I realized just how difficult it was for people to not enable addicts. And then that just spread to addicts toxic people, narcissistic people. So um, I wrote the book. And when you write a book like that, that's who you bring in. What's fascinating to me about this whole subject that we're going to talk about boundaries is in order to, to have boundaries, you have to make requests. Boundaries are you teaching someone how to take care of you, how to interact with you. You're giving someone a roadmap of how to treat you. Now, if you've been raised in a dysfunctional family and requests are not taught and they usually aren't, I have stories of a mother who came, she wanted to improve her daughter's visitation with her father. And I said, what if she requested to go to the park or do something she wanted to do after they did what he wanted? And she said he would hit her if she made a request. I have other clients who said if they made a request of their parents for what they wanted, they would be sure and get the opposite. So what happens to those people, and they don't know it, they couldn't say it like I'm saying it, is they don't make requests. 
So then we come along as therapists, all educated, and here, just tell people how to take care of you. But what we forget is they've had message after message after message where it's either not safe, not encouraged, they shouldn't, they got bad results. And then if you look at our female discourse, don't rock the boat, religious discourse, put others before you, asking for yourself is selfish. All this factors in when we want to teach someone a simple little thing, like don't speak to me that way, or financial boundary, or sexual boundary, or spiritual boundary, uh, physical boundary, emotional boundary. Those are all very important. But if I'm sitting over here and I can't make a request, how am I going to do what you want? That's the more interesting question for me. Yeah. And and again, hearing your passion behind it and the reasoning behind your 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 desire to go, people need to know this. Um, it's it's what I see every single day when you know yes. coach victims of narcissistic abuse. It seems like none of us, including myself, I, I grew up with narcissistic parents and I wasn't allowed to set boundaries, as you just said. Um, I wasn't encouraged to. I was told good girls don't, you know, you have to be the good girl, don't ask for things. And, and yes. you know, really just molding me into the person that was prime picking for narcissists. Yes. Um, and so why do and and we already kind of said this, it's 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 programming from our childhood, but what are some of the other reasons that narcissistic victims just don't really get the boundary thing or they come into these relationships without them? Well, I think they think, number one, what I've learned, what I used to do, I, I don't see people as much like you do, but I would, I would do a scale of one to 10. Okay, 10 is very normal and you can say this and here's a wimpy boundary down here at one. And many people thought one was just mean and self-centered, but they won't like me, but I don't want to be mean. Mm -hmm. How is that being mean? Well, it's being mean if that's what you were taught as a child. If you were going to be hit because you asked for something for yourself, if you were going to be given the opposite. Mm -hmm. And then if you expect when you make a request, if you expect that the person's going to be happy you made the request, then you're going to have trouble making requests. You make that request because it's important to teach good people how to take care of you. And if you get a bad response to a request, the odds are that person's not shouldn't necessarily be in your life. For sure. And, and it, it also ties into, I think, um, like the fear of rejection. I have a, a friend right now that has been dating this guy for a few months and I saw flags from day one and went yuck but she recently got that you know normal hey letter from the girlfriend at the same time that she was unaware of here's all our texts he's cheating on you he's cheating on me let me tell you and my friend came to me for advice and I said ask him to see his phone. Is he really blocked? Let's make sure, you know, like those are real. Where, when, and where they from? And she was so afraid of rejection. If I ask him, then 
I could, it could end, you know, and I'm like, if you ask him, you'll know if it should end, you know, but in her eyes, the fear of that rejection was just ingrained in her that he's going to leave me if I bother to ask. And they, they silenced themselves. Sure enough, she broke up with him this weekend. Um, so it is, it is, if you had taken the time and, and had the strength to actually say, Hey, I know this might seem weird, but I'd really love to see your phone. Could I do that? If she had had the reaction like you're talking about where, no, that, that's just terrible, right? Instead of the rejection, it should, it should have been the validation to leave, right? Yes. And you have to ask yourself, what's being rejected? The only thing that's being rejected, rejected is that you do everything I want you to do. The only thing that's being rejected is your fake false self. Mm -hmm. Your authentic self is what should be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's you being honest and you saying at the beginning, if you, if you see someone that you're really interested in and you want exclusive, you shouldn't be afraid to say that. How many women have said to me, but he might leave me. Well, good. <laughs> Because if you're going to be crazy, because you're at the point where you don't want to imagine him with other women, why do you want to stay there? There are like-minded people who want to take care of you. Being rejected, your fake self is being rejected. You want to find someone, I think it was Pia Melody from the Meadows who said, you need to make requests of your partner, any potential partner and then be with the one that can honor the most now that isn't gimme 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 but that is speak to me this way and whatever you're requesting you ought to be able to bring to the table too so you have two adults who want to take care of each other want to respect want to have a relationship with dignity why would you want to waste your time with anything else fear Right. And, and that's, that's what it is. If we realize that fear is driving the bus, then we are going to accept a person that would lie to us, that does have ex-girlfriends coming out of the woodwork, right? We're going to put ourselves in a situation where we live walking on eggshells because we aren't a hundred percent sure in this case, had she done it and, and it was a clean and, and the girl had made it up she would have felt better and not worried until the eventual truth came out. She would have lived in security versus the always underlying fear, which is, you know, why we want to know the truth, which is to ask and feel like you have the right to. And, uh, you know, what are you afraid of? I mean, if you haven't done your work to be alone, mm -hmm. um, then that that's going to drive you to be with just anyone. Uh, I remember working with a woman. I said, okay, let's go for a week that you try to be alone. <laughs> let's, let's do seven days. Oh, she got to five, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's your own personal work. That has nothing to do with somebody else. And if you can't be alone, it doesn't mean that you're not relational and you don't want to be with someone, but you you can't let that need to be with someone pick who you're with. So true. You know, you I have to be okay with yourself first, I believe. I think 
before I, I learned about all this, before I learned my own dependent, codependent patterns and family, you know, recordings, I was afraid to be alone. And now I am like six years, no dates, going on vacation by myself. My friends are like, can't we come? And I'm like, I have way more fun by myself. I meet strangers everywhere I go. It's so much fun. I get to read when I want. I get to walk when I want. And nobody bosses me around. And it's not that no one bosses me around. I love being by myself. And that was not something I could have said before. And so having that comfort when you're in that place opens you up to a really healthy relationship one day. If you are yes. living in fear like this woman we're talking about, then you do settle and you get what you didn't want because you didn't ask the questions. You didn't say, that's not good for me. Um, you become molded into what all of you and I know our victims are, which is people pleasers that are afraid to speak up and they walk on eggshells. So boundaries are so important for this very reason amongst a million others, right? Um, and, and often people get really hung up on, my narcissist will never listen to boundaries, so why bother? Well, it's not for the narcissist. It's if if you're dealing with them, you might like in this case we just discussed, you might he might have to go, she might have to go, but it's every other person in your life you need to learn to set them with. And it's often easier to set them with the Starbucks lady going, I really wanted more whipped cream. Could you put it in? It's a small thing, right? But it's speaking up for yourself in every yes. walk of life so that when you get into that relationship, it feels more normal. Yes. Yes. And I think when you do what you've just described, six years of it's like an A plus living, that becomes the competition when the guy comes in, the partner comes in, he's got to match that or be better. Mm -hmm. And that is where you want to start looking for someone, not looking, but being open to it. Because if those six years are horrible, then he doesn't have to match or she doesn't have to match anything. Mm -hmm. They can be horrible too. But if you put together a happy life on your own, that is the, the great place to look for someone or be open to someone. I think when you look, you it's a little too desperate, but if you're open, um, you're coming from a place of confidence. You and I discuss confidence. Confidence breeds. People love that. Makes them crazy if they don't have it when you have it. Mm -hmm. So that confidence is really... And narcissists don't want somebody with confidence. So we want to weed them out before they get close to the door. Absolutely. This is so brilliant and everyone needs to hear this because... Um, I, I just wish there was like a movement, you know, go on vacation by yourself movement. I just feel like it is so, so validating. And so it's, it's just for me, it's been the best thing because I'm learning about me. And that's something that in my, you know, lifetime of narc stuff, I didn't know who I was. I was molded and fell into whatever they wanted me to be. Good little wife, good little mother, do this, do that. And now I'm going, I love to read. And I didn't know that my whole life because I was always doing all their stuff. And now I'm like, I just love it. And no one's taken that away from me. Right. So 
such a powerful place to be here. And I know that our, our victims that are watching today are not in where I am. That's why I am the coach and 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 they're help and I'm helping them, but they can be. And you know, I'm sort of like, hey, let's come along with me because this is a ride of confidence that only boundaries start and you set them and you learn and then you feel empowered to have the life you want without like those, well, that was confusing moments when people take advantage of you. There's an old saying, and I, I can't remember who said it, but it's a uh, man and woman needs to find out who he is, where he's going, and then who he's going with. And if we did life like that, we'd be in better shape because if you don't do the first two, where you're going is, you know, what's your passion in life? What's your gift? What are you giving back? Exactly. That's a whole person looking for another whole person. And you may think there are no whole people out there, but there are. And there are people who are tired of dysfunctional relationships. And that's whether it's the 2% or 3%, that's who you want to, um, that's who you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And and that's what boundaries give us, right? It gives us the courage to say that wasn't okay. I don't really, I don't care how good you look on paper. Like, no. I don't care if I'm 75 years old and this is the only person I'll ever get again. You're not good enough for me, right? Yeah. That's where we want people to get to say, this is like what I need. And then they start to take control of their life instead of follow along, which is what a boundaryless person does. They just follow what anyone else wants to do. And, and if you are in narc bait because they will happily lead you along without giving you any rights or any boundaries in your life. So again, strong life means you have this wall up against you that narcissists don't want. They want someone who's a follower, a people pleaser, so they can completely abuse them and take advantage of them. Yes. Yes. Um, don't you find, having done the work, having been on the path, that your detection of red flags goes up really soon? And I would love it if women, men, if they're ever hit, they would leave the first time. I mean, just out. That's it. Um, but I think some forms of emotional abuse and, and other abuse, if you just walk the first time it happens, it'll save you a lot of pain. Um, but if you think you can change him and you think he'll be different or she'll be different, uh, no, no, not going to happen. You're seeing it and it's it's just those little tiny, the first time you have that confusing moment or, or you see their phone light up with someone else's name and you're like, who is that? Oh, that's our old friend. You know, ask questions. That's boundary setting. That's asking, no, like, let me know more. You're not just accepting that their words, right? That's another thing in, in narc repulsion is to just be like, actions are more important than your words. And yeah. Um, you know, that's where we get caught up. It's, it's again, having the courage to stand up and go, let me see your phone, please. Yeah. Um, without fear of them. Oh, I'm going to leave you. That's where, that's the danger zone. And, and this girl so distraught this week, so distraught that she couldn't even like her girlfriends were all like, let's get together this weekend and support you and rally and make sure you're not alone. 
And she's like, well, you know me. I'll be on match by Saturday, but I can't see you girls because I'm too upset. And I just went, what? <laughs> like, not that she couldn't see us, but that she couldn't and was ready to go out there. And I'm like, you have to be able to walk on your own and get over this before you just say, come on, next guy. That's not healthy, girl. And I will have a talk with her this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the odds that she's going to pull in the same thing? She will. She will. Because it's it's a settling mentality. Good enough. Yep. This is good yep. enough. And whatever thing you want to like raise your flag on, he's great at this. He's so wonderful. He's whatever it is, there'll always be a flag like that that you can raise. But it's looking at the other stuff too. I always say to people when, when particularly when a man comes in and says uh, to me, you know, she just makes me want to be a better person. I like who I am with her. When I start to hear that from both men and women, you know that they're on the right path because it's not about the other thing. It's really not. It's about who you are with each other. Mm -hmm. And do you want to be a better person? Mm -hmm. uh, that's when you're obsessing, did I say the right thing? Did I do this? Da, 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 da. You've got the wrong person. You have friends that you know, you go, you have a wonderful night. You don't come home and think, did I, should I? That's a sign of help. Yeah. Well, it's the same when you're dating. And when you come home and that was a great evening and you're not obsessing about, should I, should I, should I? That's a sign of, of good health. And if, it, if that person makes you want to be a better person and you like who you are with that person, that's where you want to be. This other stuff, if you hear too many superficial things, mm -hmm. um, you're you're missing the boat. Absolutely. I mean, it, even even if we were not talking about trust, but if you think about it, like just the trust standards, no one has guidelines for how to trust someone. And so, if we don't have that, um, we don't we don't pick the right person because they do things that are untrustworthy. And we give them a break. We give them an excuse, you know, get out of jail free card this time. But we don't remember that they've done it five other times. And we just keep forgiving and forgiving, marry them and then divorce them. Right. It's not a good, pro it's not a good kind of like outline. It's not going to work if we are living in from that place. I think a good, uh, a good thing for me with anyone is can people keep their agreements? You know, if I say I'm going to be there at six, I'm going to be there at six. And, I, and I'm not saying rigid, but mm -hmm. if people keep their agreements, I don't care what they say, it's how they show up. Mm -hmm. if, that's the beginning of trust for me is people who can keep their agreements, make agreements and keep agreements. And if they can't keep them, then they let you know they can't keep them and they give you a counter proposal. But I think having those standards for some people who are proud that they can put up with lots of difficult people having standards they think they have become a difficult person mm -hmm. i'm like yeah be a difficult person if if that's what standards are to you having standards having boundaries be a difficult person and find another difficult person who's going to require you to treat them well difficult is not do this do this do this difficult is you know what? You can't hit me. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't hold money over me. You know, you can't touch me unless I give you permission. Uh, you have to speak to me in a certain way. You have to keep your agreements. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, I don't know how you build 
trust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it comes down to integrity, right? But you were mentioning standards. I know that in your book, you have like standards for setting them for people to be in your life, which is, are the rules in the boundary land. Yes. How does the, what we were just discussing in standards apply to the boundary standards of what we expect from people? Um, again, I go back to agreements. You know, I'm, I go to new places all the time. So I meet new people. And one of the first things I notice is, do they return their emails or texts in a reasonable amount of time? For me, I think 24, 48 hours is a reasonable amount of time. Do they keep their agreements? What types of conversations can you have? If somebody is complaining all the time, they're probably not an invitation to be around. So the boundaries that we're talking about is teaching someone how to take care of you. Maybe somebody wants to take you out and they want you to meet them there. Maybe your standard is, no, actually, I'd like you to pick me up. Okay, tell them that. If that's important to you, tell them that. Um, who are you? And if you're codependent, you usually don't know who you are because you've adapted to anybody you had to, whether it's narcissistic parents or whomever you've adapted. Mm -hmm. So that's the, you know, find out who you are, where you're going, and then who you're going with. Find out who you are. That's a little journey if you've had to adapt to narcissistic people or addicts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, this is what we want to encourage people to do is, is to raise the bar on the standards. It gets like, no for this. And, you know, you're getting better, but it's almost like the, the pain chart in a hospital. Where are you on the pain scale? One to 10. It's where are your standards? Is it okay for someone to say, not return your text when it might've been important? Um, you know, is it consistent that they aren't reliable? Um, you know, just if they don't honor your boundaries, this is the point where we jump the ship and go, I don't need that in my life. I have better, yep. higher standards than that. Yep. I, um, I had a friend, she used to tell this great story and I tell the story just to let people know this is who's out there. She was coming home on a flight and she was on one of those, uh, moving walkways mm -hmm. and the man in front of her was on the phone. Hi, Sarah. Um, I just landed. I'd like to come over and see you. But I got to leave early because I have to get up early in the morning. Click, hang up. Hi, Mary. Um, I'd like to come see you tonight, but it'll be about 10 because I got to go home and change. And then I have to leave um, because I have an early morning meeting. Click. Hi, Josephine. I can't see you tonight because I've got a bunch of stuff, but I'll be over first thing in the morning. Click. So there's three days in a 12-hour period. So my friend walked up beside him and said, I just want to see your face. Tell me your name so I can tell all my friends never to have anything to do with you. <laughs> but I think what you need to know is there are people like that out there mm -hmm. and if you don't have boundaries that's who you're going to attract or some version of that mm -hmm. absolutely is yeah. that who you want exactly 
the, well, the, the last person that I was with, the, mm -hmm. the boyfriend, he had three of us at the same time. I was two and a half years. One was two years and one was six months. So he had all of us and we were juggling. I was babysitting his kid. He'd tell me he was in Chicago on a business trip. So I'm staying at his house with his kids and he'd send me pictures of landmarks in Chicago, never of him in front of the landmarks. But I ended up finding and, and becoming friends with the next girlfriend. I called her door number two. And I said, when did you see him? And it was, we compared calendars. It was when I was watching his kids. He was down the street in a hotel with her, not in Chicago. So that's the escalator guy. It probably was this dumbass that we're talking about. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yeah, just change the name to protect me, but it sounds exactly like him. And that's what we get if we don't have standards. So yes. thank you for that story. It's such an important thing. Um, let's get to the meat of this. What are people supposed to do to set a boundary? So I think uh, this may not be what the common people recommend, but I really think you have to go back and look at your history of whether you were able to make requests, because I can give you a list, you can give people a list, but if your mouth can't open and the words can't come out because you feel mean or selfish or difficult or whatever, mm -hmm. all my good information is not going to help you. You have to go and override the messages. Some people can do it and some people just can't. Mm -hmm. And you and you need to accept that you, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to do that this lifetime. Maybe the best you can do is being hit three nights a week instead of seven nights a week. But you have to override the messages that don't allow you to make requests because boundaries are requests. They're a roadmap on how someone can take care of you. And if you can't make a request and practice at Starbucks, taxis, restaurants, ice in my drink, no ice in my drink, make them easy until you can get to the bigger ones, the more difficult ones. But I really think until you go and look at your history and know what you're up against, all our good ideas of don't speak to me that way, no, you can't touch me, you know, sex is mutually uh, agreeable, all of that stuff, I have a say in the money, all of that stuff. And you won't be able to do those if you can't do the very basic. So I think people have to go back and look at their history. And where were you able, who in your life, if anybody allowed you to be who you are and allowed you to make a request or be sad or be happy or ask for something, because that's the person that you want to think about when you start to do the boundaries, make boundaries. Such, such an important missed part. When I did that, there's like little charts in the back of the book and little grids in your book that like really look at your family, look at this, look at that. And, you know, when I read your book and did that part, of course I couldn't set boundaries. It was right. so clear and it was so clear to unravel because I made it clear by doing the work, right? Yeah. If you yeah. just sit there and go, you know, my family's were weird, but this is who I am. Oh, no, that was who you were, but you yes. don't like that part. That's yeah. what you get to change it because you don't have to change it all. But the parts you don't like, you don't have to hold on to those recordings, those yeah. messages that, you know, put the fear in you, you know, 
mommy's not here anymore. You don't have to have her in your head when it comes to dealing with other people. And that's where we get strength because we're not allowing this. Yep. I also think you don't base your success on other people's reaction because their reaction is their reaction. But you look for people who, I don't want people in my life that are people pleasers because you don't know what's going on with them. I want people who make requests. And there are other people like me who want to know what you're thinking, who want authentic people around you. Mm -hmm. So keep going and keep making requests until you find someone who says, wow, thank you. Good to know. And and I think for, for survivors, um, when people set boundaries on them, it it's almost painful. It's it's almost like I've done something wrong. Oh no, you know, it it's because they're so unfamiliar with settings yes. that when someone sets them on them or makes a request, either they go to the anti-narc, no, I'm never gonna do that, or they just react to it versus going, that's a healthy person. I shouldn't be bothered that they're setting this rule. It's not me, it's them setting yeah. a healthy rule. And I don't have to internalize that I've done something bad because they're telling me how to do something. Does right. that sound like, like the normal survivor? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really good point. Uh, when you're setting boundaries and someone sets boundaries on you, it can feel a little startling, mm -hmm. but take your step one, one, take yourself one step further. It's really giving you the roadmap. And if they don't want you calling after nine, that has nothing to do with whether they like you or not. It has to do with whatever their winding down thing at nine is. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to hear any more about your alcoholic whatever, that's not them not liking you. It's just, they can't help you. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. Your body can react when someone sets boundaries to you, but don't make up stories. It's because they don't like you. They're saying, here's, mm -hmm. here's what I can give you. And here's what I can. Yeah. You have to take a deep breath when, when someone sets one and, and realize, is it the hurt and the, the fear inside of me that's reacting or is it, wow they have healthy boundaries and yeah. I get a chance to, you know, be in a relationship that they will hear mine as well. It's a sign yes. that someone knows their boundaries and also is someone that if you had one would not be averse to accepting your boundary. Yes. A healthy person. Yes. It's a good sign people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so go back to setting boundaries authentically, um, knowing our history. What what else do we need to know to set a boundary? We just ask. Uh, yeah, you have, you need to know yourself because you know. For me, there's emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, sexual, um, and you need to know how you feel about all of those. You know what, and if you sit down and you say to someone, give me your five boundaries in all these areas, I would imagine many people couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to be able to do is to say, you know, I don't want to be screamed at. I'm happy to have authentic conversations. I just don't want to be yelled. I want you to tell me it's going to be a difficult conversation. I have a whole way of resolving conflict in my book that's very respectful. Um, you want to know 
when somebody is upset with you, because if you don't, then it's going to be passive aggressive mm -hmm. and you don't know when that's coming. How many women or men who are codependent have come into my office and said, I want to leave my husband or my wife. And I've said, have you told them that? No, no, no. But here's why. Well, if you haven't told them, you know, that's what you're up against. If you don't know when somebody's upset with you, you need to know when something's happening. Oh, yeah. So I think a really internal look at yourself, like, how do I want to be treated? You know, what do I want my relationships, friendships, whatever. Yeah. Um, parents, you know, children don't have power over their parents, but if they have healthy parents, they can still negotiate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, when you were talking about the calls after nine, right, it, it brings up and I talk to people who are ready to date again about this. You know, there's no better time to really scan someone with boundaries than when you're just getting to know them. And again, you're testing their reaction, right? But I have one client who's like, I don't want to give them my phone number till I've already met them. And so I, I, with my other boundary setting things I've, I taught her, she she started going, you know, that really does bother me. That's my new rule. And so she started doing it. She was in my group for a while. She started doing it. And she's like, Tracy, it's amazing how many people get upset that I say no. And I go, thank you. And she goes, I would have been taking it personally. I would have made it like a big thing. Oh, no, I've done something wrong. And now she's going, I dodged a bullet. Yes. And that's what boundaries do is it stops you. If that's a small thing, it's just like the I don't want to call after nine o'clock or I don't like 15 texts in a day or, you know, please. Yeah me till after nine or something like that it's it's creating the world you want to be in and yeah. if someone can't accept it they don't deserve to be in your life that's right that's right I remember uh, I think it was my uncle who told me a story so this had to be years and years ago but a woman who was getting married and her husband-to-be came in and kind of twisted her arm and did something threatened her in some way and it was a late boundary but she canceled the wedding and walked away many people couldn't do that and there were probably signs but you know remember this was 30 or 40 years ago so we didn't have the consciousness we have now but it's always easier to set the boundaries in the beginning than in the end, because once they think you're, you'll accept this bad behavior and then you tell them, oh, no, I won't, you're going to get another reaction. But if you start from the very beginning, no, I won't accept that behavior, it's going to be much easier and they'll fall away. And that's good. That's really good. Healthy. Again, it, it might be the last human on earth, but you know what? they weren't healthy. What do you want to keep in your life? Start to listen to your intuition when you are setting boundaries because your intuition always knows and you feel it. Where do I feel it when I'm being, you know, my boundaries are being not honored or I can't, I don't feel like I have the security to speak up because they might leave me. 
that is not a place you want to be. And if we just started there, we wouldn't get into where you need me to do therapy with you, right? If we just started with good people, and as you said, they're out there, we coach them. We know they're- (laughs) They've come through our office. (laughs) They're they're the ones who got abused by someone else and are looking for healthy this time. So- um, Annie, this has been amazing. I am so grateful for your time. I know you are on the other side of the world. So thank (laughs) you for staying around and and staying with me. Um, I am so grateful. Is there anything we missed? I think we got it, but I am so grateful for the work you're doing. I'm bit out of the game. So it just makes my heart saying that you're, I've passed the baton and you're taking it. And it's really hard to find a good therapist who's willing to do their dirty work. And you are. Um, So you, you need a good therapist to teach you. You need someone who is not trying to be your best friend, but who is there to give you these tools. It's really important to get someone who will call a spade a spade. So you're doing that and thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. The world needs more of you. Thank you. (laughs) Wasn't that great? I told you it was gonna be a great discussion. Um, She was calling in from Portugal. I'm here in Colorado and she's on the other side of the globe from us. And um, we've been in contact and um, I just love her work. She's retired now, but she's still got all the information in that beautiful head of hers. So we're so grateful that she spent this time with us. I hope that you learned something. If you feel that boundaries are something you never thought of, or maybe you do need to look at your patterns of your family like she said about where did we come from where does recordings come what are the recordings and is it safe right we have to feel safe with someone that's what we don't get with the narcissist we have to feel safe setting a boundary and then we know we have someone that will honor them and it's not just once like a narcissist might go oh sure i'll pretend that for a little while but if they slide back into the other types of behaviors where they're not honoring your boundaries what do we do then? We have to kick them out. We don't let them stay any longer, no matter how good they look on paper. So this is Tracy Malone. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, uh, please do. I look forward to seeing you again and have a great day.